Next on BYU Sports Nation, the Cougars look to sign the next Kairos Tonga, Diane Gonwoliku, and Tyson Williams starting today. It's early signing day in college football, and we have you covered as the 2020 signing class begins today. Kalani Satake, Fessy Satake, and Gennaro Gilford join us to discuss the signees as BYUSN starts now. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. Welcome to Signing Day as BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Great to have you. It is Wednesday, December 18th. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is busy trying to find a fax machine in Maui. So I'm alongside... Facts was seen troubleshooter Jason Shepard. Here's a tip for you. The drum unit. Make sure it's the working. drum unit. If your drum unit goes bad, the whole system fails. Well, I learned from Star Wars that I need a good motivator. Right? Yes, yes. And in my life. Uh, fax machine's not a thing, by the way. Yeah, we, we asked. With signees, it used to be a fax. Now they can sign a paper, take a picture of it, and text or email it. It's so easy now. More Which is actually like a fax. Yes, it is, it is like a fax. <laughs> but yeah, forever. <laughs> Nobody was using faxes anymore except to send in their letters of intent. Which is silly. Uh, I send my letter of intent uh, in every day on this show prior to it. My intent is to co-host the show or host the show and be on it and go from there. Exciting show coming up today uh, on the rundown. It's all about football signing day. Head coach Kalani Satake, receivers coach Fessy Satake, Cornerbacks coach General Guilford will join us, and let's jump right in here at today's headlines. Today is day one of three for the early football signing period, and it is underway. BYU has several signees. We will break those down in a moment and full coverage uh, over the next hour. The other signing period, the traditional signing period, is Wednesday, February 5th. So this is part one of two. Sophomore quarterback Joe Critchlow has decided to enter the NCAA transfer portal. Critchlow started three games back in 2017, going 2-1 as the starter. The Franklin, Tennessee native has seen limited reps in three games this season. I'd imagine that BYU is only having three quarterbacks on scholarship. That Baylor Romney now gets a scholarship, and Joe, who was on one, I'm guessing probably doesn't have one, and this would make sense. Joe is a grad transfer, by the way. He is ready to play two years, so academically ahead of schedule and can help someone out. Um, excited to see where Joe yeah, goes. Good, l- good luck to him wherever Hopefully. he lands. And not everyone that goes into the transfer portal automatically leaves, by the way. That's true. Peyton yes. Wilgar uh, thought about putting his name in or might have put his name in, but stayed and was here. You're just so, looking at options. Yeah. You're, just, you're just looking at all of your options. At least, right? Fred Warner is selected as an alternate for the NFL Pro Bowl. He leads the Niners in tackles with 79. The Pro Bowl is in Orlando on January 26th. Women's basketball is in Maui to face San Jose State in the Maui Invitational tonight. Spencer Linton will have the call on BYU Radio and the BYU Radio app. 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 7.30 p.m. Pacific Time. The Cougars, by the way, will play number four Oregon State tomorrow. I drew the wrong straw on that one. I really did. Rise and shout. It's time for a signing day edition of What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. All right, BYU obviously has a few needs that they want to address. Some of these guys are going to make an impact in a few years. Some will make an impact as soon as January or even 
August in fall camp and next season, and that's the exciting part, perhaps a little bit later, perhaps never at all, but they'll provide depth and uh, have their chance to shine. Uh, We'll see. So we talked about some of the positions that BYU needs to address. Running back, receiver, and defensive back are certainly the three that pop out the most. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and and we talked about the opportunity for for this signing class to uh, not only get young talent coming in out of high school, but the possibility of who knows down the road being able to get, you know, a grad transfer to be able to come into some of those positions specifically at the running back position. So, I mean, those are all of the areas that this recruiting class really focused on heading into this signing period. No grad transfers expected today or the next two days, perhaps in the spring, uh, but there are some JUCO guys. So let's meet the signees and we got to start with quarterback, right? Soljay Mayaba, quarterback, six foot, 190, St. John's College High School. From Laie, Hawaii, played quarterback at Kahuku, but then went to Washington, D.C. to play for St. John's College because he wanted to pass the rock. This is a dual threat. He's the number 23 dual threat quarterback in the country by 24-7 sports. And this is a guy who in eighth grade was offered by Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. This is a really nice player for BYU quarterback. Yeah, and, and this this is a guy that, uh, as you mentioned, a, a true dual threat quarterback. He, he can excel at both and that just gives you so many more options uh, in what you can do with him as as a quarterback he's a guy that's expected to be here in August so this is a big big get for BYU they are extremely happy to have him committed LDS no mission plans and he adds to a quarterback room of three guys that are returning right we talked about Joe Critchlow perhaps not but of course you have Zach Wilson and uh Soljay Mayava reminds me of Jaron Hall a lot, by the way. I want to make that comparison. And, of course, Baylor Romney. You had Jacob Conover after his mission, after Zach Wilson is done. And you've got some talent. It is lined up for the next several years. And this has been a position that's never been a struggle for BYU per se. Right. But here we are with one of the greatest names in college football now. <laughs> Sol-J Mayava, Hawaiian kid who left Kahuku. Who leaves Kahuku to play somewhere else and get this passing experience? But that was the case for this guy. Recruited by Michigan, as mentioned, Oregon, Purdue, Virginia. He could have easily gone to Virginia. The LDS connection, ACC, Bronco Mendenhall, uh, Penn State was in the mix. Washington, Utah had interest as well. Um, This is a guy that was in the uh, final roster for the Elite 11. Uh, so certainly some talent, six foot one ninety. So not the tallest dude, but the dual threat element is is new. And when you look at Lamar Jackson, speaking of DC area, a guy that's changing the game, you don't have to be the big strong armed quarterback anymore to excel in college or the NFL. Well, and this is uh, this is a kid that, uh, by all accounts, has taken the approach that a lot of recruits have done. Once you've committed to a school and decided that's where you're going to go, you then go into recruiting yes, mode. Exactly. And it's been our understanding that he has been one of those guys that's called other other guys and said, hey, like, I, I'm going. Like, I would love come for you. Come with me. Yeah, come Let's with me. This. Let's see what we can do. Yeah. And you're starting to see that more and more. And I think that that carries so much weight with these other players that not just because the coaches and the program want them, but you can see the teammates around you build those relationships before you even get here. I think that's a big deal. Soljay Mayava, quarterback. Next up, Cody Epps, wide receiver. This is an awesome player that BYU is getting. 5'10", 170, modern day high school out of L.A., three-star recruit. Listen to his senior stats, not his career in high school, senior stats. 93 catches, 1,735 yards, 28 touchdowns, 
as a senior, recruited by Oregon, Oregon State, USC, Washington, and others. This was the number one receiver on a really good pass-heavy team with uh, perhaps the nation's top quarterback as his guy in high school. Yeah, this is a guy that uh, they say is a, a precise route runner. And in high school, he was an inside receiver. Where the, he translates to BYU right now probably still remains unseen. Could be a possession guy here in Provo. At a minimum. Yeah, at a minimum. But yeah, this is this is a guy that... That the the coaches were over the moon with being able to get. They love this guy's potential. Super smart guy. Uh, Fessy Satake was his primary recruiter. We will ask Fessy about him specifically when we talk with Fessy coming up uh, a little bit later on. Uh, apparently, while he was on his official visit to uh, to BYU, he got a phone call from Oklahoma in the middle of it, and you know you want you want to. Take the call. I would take that phone call. You you take that phone call, (laughs) but he made it clear that he was going to BYU. And uh, this 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 is a guy. He's not an LDS kid. He uh, does have familiarity though with uh, with the church and and certainly everything that will be involved in being in, in Provo because he does have relatives who are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Uh, but this is a big time get for BYU. Five ten one seventy Cody Epps excited about him. Next up another receiver. One of the best stories among the signing class. Terrence Fall six two one eighty five. Uh, from San Bernardino, California. That's where he went to high school. He's from France. He's French. He played football in France, then said, you know what? I need to get an experience in the States if I want a chance to perhaps play at the next level. And uh, played in California in San Bernardino. Um, Dad came in on a recruiting visit with the daughter, uh, able to make it. The dude is French, and he's going to play for BYU. This is great. Terrence Fall, wide receiver. Yeah, you mentioned uh, his dad, and uh, we were told that that his dad, a quote from his dad was this, and he meaning this BYU. He says, "This is what I dream of." So this is great. This was this is exactly the type of environment that this family wanted for for Terrence. And primary recruiters for for Terrence Fall were Gennaro Guilford, Fessy Sataki, and A Rod. Those are the guys um, that that really focused on on Terrence Fall and this is a guy that you know caught the coach's attentions during the summer workouts and as you mentioned he's hasn't played football very long and you're coming from France he's been over in the United States for for one season in high school so there's certainly still a lot to learn but the coaches like what they see in terms of the raw ability and see what they can do film he looks good he looks good 20 catches 252 yards three touchdowns and there is a place for all kinds of people at BYU. This is, Terrence is Muslim. His family is Muslim. I love this. I love that BYU has someone from a different country, from a different religious background, right? There is a place for people like Terrence Fall at BYU. And this is going to be fun to watch his career uh, at BYU. Fantastic. So quarterback, wide receiver, wide receiver. Let's keep it going. Micah Harper, our next signee. Cornerback, 5'11", 170, out of Chandler, Arizona. Three-star recruit. Dad Kenny played at Hawaii. Actually picked off Ty Detmer and BYU three times in the game in 1990. Uh, and and played quarterback this last season just to understand offense more. Look, I would love to be so good at something that you can just take a year off and go try <laughs> something else just to learn it. That's you know amazing. what I mean? That's unbelievable. And and not just playing quarterback to play it, but apparently he did quite well as a quarterback, but he's, he's not coming as a quarterback. He's obviously coming on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, cornerback. Not to be confused with our friend Mitch Harper up at KSL, but we will do that over the next couple of years. So Micah Harper, cornerback. Chandler, Arizona, the Chandler pipeline continues going to Romney from Chandler and, and uh, others. So Micah Harper, cornerback, another defensive back, cornerback specifically, 
Uh, his name is Jacques Wilson. No relation to Josh Wilson. We'll get to Josh in a minute. But there's a French kid. His name's Terrence Fall. It's not Jacques Wilson, who you <laughs> think would be the French kid. Uh, 5'11", 185, Juco guy at a West Los Angeles college, Culver City, California. A Juco guy that uh, those guys are expected to come in and compete right away. Yeah, two years of eligibility, and the one thing that uh, was mentioned about Jacques is he is fast. He's a guy that you can expect to report to Provo coming up in August. And his primary recruiter was Gennaro Guilford. So this will be obviously one of the players that we asked Gennaro about when he joins us coming up. Not the LDS. Uh, we'll play right away. No mission plans. Ten, uh, six, seven hundred meters. So you talked about that speed. Uh, he's a guy that uh, has returned kicks. Uh, so that's an option as well. Jacques Wilson, which is uh, exciting. Uh, and, and Gennaro harvesting uh, the type of player he was, right? A guy out of Southern California with some speed that can play on the edge. And uh, you always need those guys for BYU as they do have some young talent, BYU that is, at corner. But you can always use a guy like Jacques Wilson, that's for sure. Let's continue. Skill position player Bruce Garrett, running back, 5'11", 205, Pleasant Grove High School. No, not from Utah, Texarkana. Texas, Pleasant Grove edition, three-star recruit. And this is a guy that put up, uh, as a junior, 2,000 rushing yards. Yeah, and he, this is a guy that can get bigger. Uh, he, We were told he's kind of like a, a Jackson McChesney type runner. He's First UMass version? <laughs> yeah, he, he's a track guy, and, and he can get bigger. He's 205 now, but they're expecting him to be able to add more weight and still be able to maintain that speed. Uh, Eric Mateos was his primary recruiter there in uh, Texarkana, Texas. 4540, love it. Bruce Garrett, a guy out of Texas, and you love, uh, you love a Texas football player. Here he is at Cowboys Stadium. Look at this. Here he is at Cowboys Stadium racing into the end zone. I like what I'm seeing. This is, this is nice. Uh, in Jerry's world. So uh, awesome to have Bruce Garrett running back, 5'11", 205. He's going to come in and uh, play this fall. Uh, next up, another running back, Nukuluve Helu, uh, 6'1", 195 from Tooele High School, Tooele, Utah, three-star guy. Uh, had uh, over 2,000 uh, rushing yards in his career in high school, 29 touchdowns, LDS mission plants at some point. So he could be in camp in August. Yeah, and he projects as a bigger back. So there's certainly an opportunity for him to be able to get bigger. Listed right now at 6'1", 195. But this is a guy that can add more weight. He is definitely a north-south runner. And he adds to a, an already talented and young running back group as well, yep. which is exciting. So BYU continues to add uh, these guys at running back. And as we saw this year, you need several good running backs because it's a tough schedule. It's bruising. Injuries happen. And uh, good to have uh, Halu in the mix at running back. And last but not least, of the signees who have signed so far, as they come in, we will announce them as well. Josh Wilson. Uh, the younger brother of Zach Wilson, linebacker, six foot two ten, Corner Canyon High School state champs. Those guys were incredible this year. Extremely talented. Draper, Utah, three star recruit. Yeah, this is a guy that just has the nose for the ball. Where wherever the ball is, you'll usually find Josh Wilson. Uh, likely flash linebacker, or or at least has the opportunity at his size to be able to fit into that position if that's the way uh, the coaches want to want to go. Smart player, obviously, really tough. Uh, right now, no mission plans for for Josh. And listen to his stats. He reminds me of Zane Anderson when he was a safety right turn linebacker this past season. 130 tackles, nine for loss, six sacks, four picks two fumble recoveries, three defensive touchdowns. So a stat stuffer that, as you mentioned, Wills is a heat-seeking missile to the ball, makes plays, fantastic uh, player for BYU, and obviously having Zach and Josh is a pretty cool story on the same team. So, so far, those are the guys that have signed. And again, this is uh, day one of three during this early signing period. 
And then February 5th, BYU will complete the class with more players. So uh, getting some of these guys signed. But what do you think of this group right now that BYU signed so far? Well, certainly we talked about what, what, the, what the coaches went out with in terms of these are the types of positions, types of players that we want. Based off of the guys that have signed, looks like the coaching staff has done a really good job of finding the guys that will fit exactly what they're looking for. Yeah, so far so good, and it uh, keeps coming. Our question of the day, what's the immediate need for BYU to address in this year's recruiting class? At CL underscore living on Twitter, a running back. I would especially like one named Williams. That's been a good fit in recent <laughs> years. Perhaps, uh, yeah, you, you can always just nickname the guy Williams if you want, right? Uh, Jesse Williams. Speaking, speaking of. on of. Facebook, what? Uh, we need defensive ends that can set the edge and pressure the quarterback. Without this, our defense is crippled. I think BYU's got some talent in the mix. And again, if you don't see something that you wanted to see in this signing class, again, it's just part one of two. In February, BYU will complete the class with the rest of it. You know, the other thing that, that stands out to me is certainly at BYU, you are going to get a lot of players who are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But one of the things that stands out with at least some of the guys that have already committed is you have a lot of non-LDS players. And I think that is so important for BYU. And I think that's a fantastic sign that you're seeing a lot of players who don't necessarily have the, the Mormon, the LDS background committing to BYU. I think that says a lot about the program and a lot about these young men. And there are some who are signing who will be more announced after sure. their missions. Also, we will tell you later in the program who the mid-year additions are, some transfers, some returned missionaries as well who will add to the mix. And there's an argument that uh, you know some guys right out of high school already, some guys off a mission, it takes a minute, but some of those guys yep. will make an impact as well. So uh, some fresh blood for BYU. Continue to weigh in Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, the head coach, Kalani Satake, will be in Studio B to discuss the early signees. And we talked about Cody Epps and the big-time signing there. Fessy Satake is uh, coach at BYU. We'll discuss Cody Epps and that group. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Oh, exciting. I get to read this one again. Fantastic. BYU Sports <laughs> Nation hits the road this week. Join us Friday as we broadcast live from the Waikiki Sheridan Resort in Honolulu for complete coverage of this year's Hawaii Bowl between BYU and Hawaii. This is BYU Sports Nation <laughs> with us, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. It's so mean you make me read that. The one guy not going to Hawaii. I do not do that. I'm not in charge of the program. Unbelievable. Yeah, uh, we're on BYU TV and BYU Radio, as mentioned. We're also on demand, BYUSN.com. You can uh, download the podcast for podcast friend as well. Our next guest is excited to go back to the islands. I think he's been there a couple times recently in recruiting, uh, not to mention the bowl game coming up. His name is Fessy Satake, the wide receivers coach at BYU. Fessy, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Guys, thanks for having me. How many times have you been to Hawaii since the regular season ended? Um, only once. Only once. Really? Yeah. 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 Once, I believe. Maybe twice, but everything's, yeah, I think, I think just once. What kind of frequent flyer miles do you get in the course of a, of a season? Uh, not me, not enough. Cause I, <laughs> I, I just go to California mainly, but I need to start hitting Australia and the Pacific that's, that's Islands. The yeah. 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 Route, right. Yeah. He's the guy so over there. I'll try and finagle my way into Hawaii. See if I can increase those miles. So. Awesome. We'll talk about the Hawaii bowl in a second, but, uh, <clears> let's talk about the two wide receivers that have signed so far. A third is expected here shortly. Uh, Cody Epps. This is a guy at uh, modern day, big time stats, a senior. This is an incredible player that BYU is getting. Yeah, we're super fortunate to get him. He is a stat sheet filler. Um, broke records at one of the 
more historic high schools in the country, in all the country. And uh, he was able to, I think, put on a show this year and showcase what he can do against great competition. I think modern day is um, a, a, a great transition to BYU, just the way it's set up in terms of the academics, um, the prestige of the school, the structure uh, is a lot more disciplined, I think, than your, your typical high school. And so I think that there'll be a smooth transition as well, just aside from the, the football side of things. Um, just really excited about the type of young man we're getting in him, um, and I think he's going to be a great fit. How much do you see tr- this translate where players come from high school programs that – you know, are these elite programs that play high-level football all the time? How, how much do you see that translate just because of the programs they're coming from? A lot, because they're, they're coming in with um, these uh, expectations that they've, been, that they've become accustomed to, you know, and, and the standards set really high at a lot of these programs. And so that's why for us as coaches, you know, we, we really look heavily into those schools that kind of have a history of, of – sending off kids um, and you know that are ready to go and it doesn't by no means doesn't mean I mean we've signed guys who have come from you know high schools that you know aren't aren't uh, as well known or don't have that type of structure but they're still great kids and so it's important just for us to not just look at the the prestige of the school but also the type of program that that head coach runs the type of culture that's there and so um, but I, I've seen a lot of a carryover and, and our goal is to keep getting guys you know from from that type of culture how'd the conversation start with Cody Epps and what ultimately convince him to come well he um he's an interesting one we kind of knew about him just because he's at modern day you know and and and, uh a lot of good players there and he had a lot of early action a lot of um early attention there's some guys on his team that are are going to some some top programs but um he trains with a lot of um guys who have ties to BYU and so uh we were able to get a couple tips about him and and his uh most recent uh, where he stands in recruiting, John Beck I know has knows a lot of people who uh, work with him as well. Kind of reached out a little bit. Coach Guilford um, has a really good friend who's the receivers coach there, and so we just kind of had a, a a handful of people who kind of just tipped us off and said, "Hey, this kid, this kid could be a really really good fit at BYU" because we knew what he was on film, and so we just it just kind of sparked from there and took off and all all came really fast, and we're glad he he's putting it on in ink, ink today. So. Another receiver with a great story. You're talking about Terrence Fall. This is a guy that is fairly new to the game, fairly new to this country. He's from France. What can you tell everybody about Terrence Fall? Unbelievable young man. The sky's the limit for him. Uh, Football is is new to him. He's originally a soccer player. In fact, the reason they're in France – uh, his dad is from, I, I believe, uh, Mali. You know, he's he's from West Africa and, and uh, um, went moved to France because he played soccer professionally there, which is where Terrence was born. His mom is is full French, um, and dad's from Africa, and so he grew up playing soccer. and And he just kind of wanted to fulfill his dreams, and so they moved him out to the states. His family's still back in France, and he's living with a host family. and um, English is, I, I think, he speaks four languages, and wow. he's of the Muslim faith, and is just a great great young man in every every sense of the word but I think he's going to be a great fit here um, and like I said I'm just really excited to work with him and see if we can continue to keep him progressing um, at, at, uh, in this game This is a place where there's a spot for everybody and I think it's great that BYU is going to have one uh, player who is of the Muslim faith as you mentioned yeah. and who's French. I, yeah. There's a spot for every different walk of life, right? Yeah, absolutely and that was a big sell for him is is he's used to being really uncomfortable out of his comfort zone right now being in, being in the States where he's not from and I told him, this is what BYU is going to be. You're going to be a minority in terms of your 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 religion, um, in terms of your race.
grace and, and, and just in terms of everything. And, and But I think he thrives off of that and he excels. And um, But he fits in so well. And I know the players are going to embrace him and Cougar Nation will embrace him. And he's, um, like I said, just really excited for um, his, his future. All he has to do is go into the Cougar and just say something in French. And there'll be like 12 dudes that speak <laughs> French right now. Right, like help him or yeah. if he needs anything. I'll like. let him know. Let, tell, send me, let me know where the French people are. I'll There's send a them French club. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. This campus is bubbling. We'll get, him in, we'll get him in contact Bilingual. with Rudy Gobert. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang out. Exactly. <laughs> so a lot of people really excited about the quarterback, Soljay Mayava, a dual threat guy from Hawaii, went to the D.C. area. What can you tell everybody about Soljay? This this is a guy that looks looks legit. Yeah, he's he's a heck of a player. Um, his stats, his film, all of that speaks for itself. Um, I think it's really cool. He's another one that he, he's born and raised in, in Hawaii in the North Shore, and, and now he goes out to the furthest east, you know, on the coast and plays at a private school and with just a completely different culture out there, but it, and, but he thrived. And so it's another another clear example of how he's going to – I think he's going to flourish here just because, um, you know, he, he knows how to handle being in, in different situations. So we're, we're really lucky to, to get him. You know, I know he's a huge part of the, the, the team's success this year, finishing 13th in the country and, and you know, was an well, a integral part in – and the success of that team. And so um, he was a big recruiter as well with his commitment early. He, he did a great job of helping lock up some of these other guys who came on the scene late, like Cody Epps. And, um, you know, those guys knowing that they're going to get a big-time player like this to potentially play with is, is a huge sell. So he did a great job helping us recruit as well once he kind of solidified his commitment. And did he go to uh, D.C. to just be able to pass the ball more since Kahuka's traditionally just a run-heavy offense? Is that the reason he went out there? I think that was part of it. There were multiple factors and, um, you know, that with his with his family involved. But I think a part of it was just, yeah, getting to a, a place that, you know, when you're born and raised in, in Hawaii, there's um, you can only see and, and go through so much, you know. And so it was a good experience that I think kind of stretched stretched to his limits a little bit more. And, and um, so so I think there were other factors, but, but I think a big part was just the football side of things. I love his name too it's yeah. unique soul dash j yeah. is there, is there a story behind that do we know uh, not that i know of. i'm sure there is and i'm sure there is so maybe once he gets here i'm sure he'll be one of your guys's first on the show and we'll dig break in it yeah. down. i could make something up right now but i don't want to disrespect <laughs> so he's fine no you can't exactly oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's let's talk about uh a couple of running backs as well uh on the offensive side of the ball bruce garrett and nukuluve halu uh, who are running backs who will come in, and uh, one from Texas and one from Tooele. Yeah, we're excited. Bruce is awesome. He's the same. Another stat sheet, Phil, I think as a, last year's junior, rushed for over 2,000 yards. And, Impressive. Yeah, and in, in Texas, which obviously is really good football. I think they're playing this week in the state championship for 4A. It's still going. Yeah, it's still Go going. Ahead. He's still playing football. So um, it shows, obviously, that he's, he's a huge part of that, that team success. And so I think that's three, three state championships they've been to um, in a row. Um, so, so we're excited for him. He's, he's, he's going to be a great fit. And then uh, Nuka Luve as well. It's it's always great to get these these hometown kids. Um, and and Luve, what we call him, a, a happens to just be a a great talent as well. He's 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 actually family. Um, not not just because he's Tongan, like he's legitimately family. And so we we're able to get a good uh, look at him as well and in depth and just how he is. You know, kind of how he was raised. And um, we're we're super excited. This kid's got a a, a great ceiling as well. So. You must like him if you know him and you signed him. 
Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I can backfire but, on somebody. Yeah, well, but it gives us the freedom to me and Kalani kind of slap him around a little bit too, <laughs> when, he, when he gets out of line with Ver- the parents' permission, yes, which yes, we yes. got. We got their permission. Got so. the verbal permission. <laughs> yeah. okay. Before we let you go, real fast, uh, bowl prep. How's bowl prep going? Awesome. Awesome. Team, uh, everyone's meshing well. We're getting really, really excited. Um, guys are getting their legs back and, and – um, that energy and that emotion's building up for the game. So things are looking well. We can't can't wait. It's less than a week away. So and you guys uh, leave Friday, right? Yeah, leave okay. Friday morning first thing and go have some fun and continue to prepare. And Christmas Eve, we'll see if we can get a good Christmas Christmas present going. So Absolutely, go. that'd be yeah. the best thing. Okay, well, exciting stuff. We appreciate the time, Fessy, Thanks, and Fessy. Uh, good luck to the uh, Weber State Wildcats tomorrow yeah. against James yeah. Madison. Right? Yeah, yeah. Go, go Weavers. Yeah, go Weavers. Let's go. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks. Coming up, Kalani Satake, the head coach on the early signees and preparations for the Hawaii Bowl. And Gennaro Guilford on the cornerbacks in the class in preparation for the Hawaii Bowl and a senior group in the secondary they're going to try and replace. This is BYU Sports Nation. Look alive, Gennaro. <laughs> BYU Women's Hoops takes on San Jose State tonight in the Maui Classic. Join Spencer Linton on the call, 10.30 Eastern Time, 7.30 p.m. Pacific on BYU Radio and the BYU Radio apps. Welcome back to this early football signing day edition of BYU Sports Nation. Great to have you. I'm Jerem Jordan. He's Jason Shepard in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. What should we do right now? Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. College football early signing day underway for the BYU football team. Eight signees so far, five on offense, three on defense. One guy to look at, quarterback Soljay Mayava, quarterback out of Hawaii and most recently Washington, D.C. Big get for BYU. Quarterback of the 13th ranked team in the country, by the way. Yes. So a big deal there. Sophomore quarterback Joe Critchlow has decided to enter the NCAA transfer portal. Critchlow started three games in 2017, going 2-1. and one and he's played in three games this season so far. Volleyball. Off the block, unveil men's volleyball's all-decade team. Taylor Sander made first team. Ben Patch and Futi Tavana made second team. Also, this... I helped vote on that, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. And did you vote them in? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah the, I, I, uh, I think I had Ben Patch third team, so... Ooh, okay. Second team. Sorry, Ben. This just in, by the way, Mary Lake and McKenna Miller, both receiving All-American honorable mention this morning. From that is grade A ABC. garbage. I know, exactly. They should have been at least third team. Amen to that. Second. This Come marks on. the sixth straight year multiple Cougars have received All-American honors. Honorable mention. Come on. Baseball. 2019 signing class is the 16th best in the nation by D1Baseball.com. Baseball putting the pressure on football. The highest recruiting class ever by that publication for BYU. Also, Brigham is number 33 in collegiate baseball's preseason poll. It's just around the corner, Jason. We've got baseball coming up on Valentine's Day. That'll be the first game. You're right. It's a way, though. I do love it. Gymnastics. Women's Collegiate Gymnastics Association announced the 2020 preseason poll, ranking BYU number 23 in the nation. Jimmer! Fredette led Panathinaikos in Greece with 22 points and three steals and an 81-78 win over Benev... Fachi. Fenerbahce. Fenerbahce. Yes. I do Coach, know that one. Coach Rick Patino said Fredette's defense in the fourth quarter won the game. And he said his defense has been mocked his career his whole career, but his defense won the game. There you go. Cougars in the NFL. Fred Warner selected as an alternate for the upcoming NFL Pro Bowl. He leads the San Francisco 49ers in tackles with 79. Cougars in pro hoops. Kyle Collinsworth had six points and five boards in the 93-77 Salt Lake City Stars win over the Northern Arizona Suns in the NBA G League. Eric Mika had 16 points and 14 rebounds in a 102-97, oh boy, 
Xinjiang Guanghui win over Bai Nanchang. I, I apologize. What are we doing here? Why are these Why are these in here? Elijah Bryant, they're the name of the team. <laughs> Elijah Bryant had 12 points and two rebounds in an 82-71 Maccabi win over his Zenit in Israel. Okay, our next guest is the cornerbacks coach here at BYU. He has a couple of signees in this class, and he's uh, in Studio B now. Gennaro Guilford, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. Uh, what is this day like emotionally for you as you add some guys to the uh, the team for the upcoming season? Um, a little at ease for me, you know, uh, since I got two two guys who I feel can come in and contribute. You, you and and uh, if there are a couple guys that didn't add two, you go, hey, I add two. What do you do, right? The assistant coaches? <laughs> no, we are. It's, it's, it's totally a, a team effort, man. It goes from from all the coaches to the players to the the admin, everybody who picks them up from the airport. It starts from the moment they actually arrive to the to the moment that they leave. So I mean. Everybody plays a, 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 a vital part in, in, in somebody's signing. Well, and, and I want to ask you a big picture question in terms of, of the defensive focus. W- what was the defensive focus going into this recruiting class? I'm trying to find difference makers. Um, guys, guys, guys who can come in who we feel that um, they can come in and, and, and challenge um, now. Um, guys, guys who we feel that um, can come in and make a difference. Maybe guys that we don't have um, on the team now uh, that 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 we feel can um, just you know come and give us the 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 spark we need. So. Let's, let's talk about a couple of those signings. Two cornerbacks so far: uh, Micah Harper, defensive back, five eleven, one seventy, at mm-hmm. uh, Chandler, Arizona. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that picked off Ty Emmer three times in nineteen ninety. His yeah. dad. Yeah, his dad. And yeah. here's Micah coming to BYU. Yeah, you know it's, it was it was a funny story when I. Um, did the home visit? The dad, the dad was saying that was his uh, claim to fame. The night that uh, Ty Demmer won, won the Heisman, he actually picked him off three times, and he, he has a big poster in his house of him like, picking it off. <laughs> Kenny and, Harper. Yeah, yeah. Well, how did he feel about his son coming to BYU then? You know what? Um, at first, he had mixed emotions, um, but when he came, when he came, and everybody was just so nice, and it was genuine family. Um, honestly. A, a day before he left, he was like, "Man, being being an outsider, he he never thought that B, that BYU would be like it is." Um, and he was just so ecstatic, you know. And um, he said that this this is the place that he feels um, his son his son can come and thrive at and um, be be around just great people all the time. So, the other guy we wanted to ask you about is Jacques Wilson, the uh, the JUCO guy. Yeah. Um, so we've been knowing each other for probably about five or six years, um, dating back to his sophomore year in high school. Um, I remember going going to his school, and his sophomore year, um, he was telling me, like, Coach, I want to play for you. Um, so I came back his senior year, and um, I told him, you, you must check three boxes. First, you have to be able to play, in which it, it was a check mark. Um, being that he's from LA and we're from the same area, I know so many, so many of the same people. Um, so the character part was always a check, a check. I mean, you know, because we have to do our, our background. Um, and then thirdly was the academics, um, and that's where he struggled as far as as far as high school goes. Um, so of course he had to go the the JC route, um, and of course I went to the JC, and he's doing good academically and on his way. So. Um, Offered them and here we go. 
West Los Angeles College. Uh, he'll come in with two years to play, and that's exciting because especially those guys, they're expected to compete and, and play right away, right? Mm-hmm. There's a difference between a guy at a high school sometimes and the Juco guy where it's like, there's no warm-up period for you. you got to go, right? Yeah, and, and, and that's what I um, explained to him. I mean, uh, you can you can never guarantee anybody that they're going to come and start, but um, the expectations are for for a JC guy to come in and challenge for a spot now. Um, but who knows? I mean, we have we have young guys who who are very very hungry as well. So um, that's what we wanted as as a defensive staff to um, bring guys in to ramp up the competition. So. Non-recruiting question before we let you go. The uh, with the bowl game just uh, less than a week away. What's the uh, What's the thoughts on uh, trying to slow down a, a pretty potent Hawaii offense? Oh man, it's going to be a, a tough task. You know, they they throw it around, they run the ball, they do everything. So um, we're just game planning, just getting ready, and um, we'll have a plan in place to um, try to slow them down and hopefully uh, wrap up a great Christmas gift for the for the Cougar Nation. There you go. Well, so far this uh, signing class has been really good. We're excited to see these guys continue to sign. We'll keep those uh, going throughout the show in the next couple days. But, uh, Junar, we appreciate the time, and we'll see you Friday in Hawaii. There we go. Thank you. See you there. Thanks. Coming up, the head coach of the Cougars, Kalani Satake, joins us right here in Studio B. Off the camera's move. There he is. We'll discuss the signing class. He's got the paper. He's ready to go, plus the mid-year editions. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Following BYU Sports Nation today, you can catch the replay of BYU basketball with Mark Pope, host Greg Rubel. I think you may know him. He chats with Coach Pope and Chris Burgess, plus a brand new deep blue on Dalton Nixon. It airs today after BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV and is available on demand on the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Jeremy Jordan, Jason Shepard, and our next guest is Kalani Sataka, the head coach of the BYU Cougars. Kalani, great to have you in studio on this early signing day uh, period. Great to be here. Looking looking forward to the, this this uh, time to spend with you guys talking about our recruits. We're excited to talk yeah. about the signees so far. A couple guys still coming in. We'll address them. We're excited because we know we're going to be in warm weather in a couple exactly. days. Exactly. Yeah. Friday. It's going to be awesome. Anticipating right? it. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. We're taking the show. We are <laughs> absolutely stoked. Uh, we talked about the the uh, emphasis of this class. It appeared mm-hmm. that it was uh, receiver and running back in secondary. Is that an accurate assessment? Yeah, we we felt like there are some um, spots. I mean, we're losing three three senior receivers, and uh, you know, we, we just looking at our depth and and um, with the guys that we develop, we think this is a good um, the good additions and the guys that are going on missions. It's a little harder for us. We have guys that we're signing right now, but also a bunch of missionaries that uh, we planned on. Um, on signing, but also going on missions for two years, and, and a few of those even gray shirting after that, like the, some of the guys that are starting in January. So, uh, for us, we have to project not just for this year, but for you know for two or even sometimes two and a half years from now. Yeah, the unique challenge of being the BYU football yeah, it's a lot head of coach fun. for that. So let's dive into some of those uh, guys that have signed so far. We've touched on them with. Jernaro uh, Guilford and Fessy mm-hmm. Sataki, and then we'll get to the mid-year additions. But Soljay Mayava, this is a, a big-time quarterback recruit. Big-time quarterback recruit. He committed to us earlier and uh, had a bunch of uh, attention coming his way, and, and I, I have to give him a lot of credit for being um, really committed to us and, and, and uh, pretty much pushing everyone else out. And uh, even you know in the last month and a half or so, uh, guys coming really hard at him and trying to recruit him and trying to just get him on a visit and 
uh, he he has his mindset on BYU. Um, he had a great visit earlier in the year and, and just felt really connected to this place. And I think, uh, you know, we've seen some of the guys that have been most committed have, have performed the best here. And, and that's the goal in recruiting is to get the guys that fit. And he fits us perfectly, especially what um, – we're trying to do on offense, and I think he's a dynamic guy that has uh, tons of potential. Well, and, and one of the things that everybody keeps saying about him, legit dual threat. Like, this guy can do it all. Yeah, I think one of the problems, if you give him time to throw, he'll he'll make something happen. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm speaking for him, but he didn't have a lot of time uh, when he played this year, but uh, you can see that he never complained about it. He was always a team guy, and, and but if you give him more time, you give him an old line that, that we have, I think he can... Uh, makes some really difficult throws, and then he has a ability to run and um, very athletic. I mean, there's, there's a reason why he has all the offers that he has, and, and I'm just glad he's a BYU guy ready to roll. He could be throwing to Cody Epps one day, the wide receiver from yep. Latter Day. Yeah, and, and Cody is a big-time playmaker. I mean, he you can give him a, a short route, and he'll turn it into a big gain, and he has tons of stats. You look at how many catches he has this year and touchdowns, and uh, I think his ratio for touchdowns from catches – it's something that would really be fun for us. We can give him the ball. It's like four know. to one. Yeah, so we give him the ball four <laughs> times, he should get us a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Terrence Fall is an incredible story we've been mm-hmm. talking about. Kid from France uh, who is Muslim, and the, I, I've been saying it all show, there's a place for guys like Terrence Fall at BYU. Exactly. And, uh, you know, when we went over our purpose as a football player here at BYU and then the mission of the, of the school and end of the church, it connected with him. It's something that he really liked a lot. He, he and his family uh, felt comfortable with him being here, and, and you know, their his family's all in French still, so he's uh, he, he was able to have his um, father and his sister on the visit, and uh, once they got on campus and were able to meet all the people and and realize that that uh, there's a connection from uh, from our campus, a lot of people from our campus are connected to France, where he's from. He felt really comfortable. It helps to have a lot of French speakers on campus as well, and so, uh, but but really the the religion and the connection and. Everything falls in line with how he lives his life, and I just give a lot of credit to our coaches for finding guys like this. And then that goes for the whole, the whole group of players, uh, whether they're LDS or not, uh, seeing that this is a place that they really want to be at and, and goes with how they've been living their life already. And I think Terrence is going to have an amazing career here. We were just talking with General Guilford, and we're talking to him about uh, Micah Harper, the cornerback out of Chandler, Arizona. And he was his dad. You know, still says he said his dad was his claim to fame was picking off Ty Detmer three times. Still has the poster. The at, day that Ty got the Heisman. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he's on. bragging about it. So, to me. so what, what can you tell us about Micah? <laughs> well, Micah's a, a, a he has great instincts when it comes to the game, and he can play either side of the ball. You know, but I think he he's a guy that. We're looking to make a, a splash for us on defense because of his uh, ability to just be physical. And um, he, he, he's uh, going to be a freshman, but he's got, he's got such great maturity in him. And his football IQ is, is off, the, off the charts. So I think he's a guy that could come in and compete right away. And he, he, he's used to some big-time football. And obviously he's uh, got a father that, that knows how to play the game too. And I think he's just born to, born to play football. And, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing him make plays for us as a, as a corner. When you beat Hawaii Tuesday, you could text Kenny as well, right? Yeah, I think, I think he'll be pulling for us to win that game, too. <laughs> Let's talk about another cornerback, uh, not French, uh, Jacques Wilson, uh, Juco, West Los Angeles, California. Yeah, fits in exactly what we're trying to get done here. I, I mean, we have a lot of guys that are coming back and playing uh, in the backfield, you know, looking at, like, Troy Warner and, and Chris Wilcox and others, and, and I think he fits in to give us a little bit more depth, and I think he'll be competing for a starting spot right away, and 
that's uh, everybody that we signed. It doesn't really matter if you're a JC guy or freshman or or a return starter. Everyone has a battle for their spot, and uh, that's something that you know we talked about. Terrence and the others. He, he f- it fits BYU fits perfectly for what he wants to get done, and and the things that what he want the experiences he want as a college football player. And uh, it was such an easy transition for us to talk about things like the honor code and academics, and and that's something that he's really uh, looking forward to thriving in this environment. We have a uh, new signee. Let's get to that right now. A signing alert on BYU Sports Nation. Chris Jackson, wide receiver, 5'10", 180 from Mount San Antonio College or Mount Sac from Pomona, California. A tremendous article on him in the Deseret News about kind of his upbringing and the challenges he's had. Brought his two younger brothers on his official visit. This is a wide receiver uh, that didn't play this last year, played in 2018, but you guys like Chris Jackson. Yeah, and tons of speed. I, I think you look at his 100-meter time, I mean, he, he's got tons of speed. He can run a 10-4, 10-5, 100-meter, and... And, um, you know, we're looking forward to him making plays for us. Got a great story, uh, his background. And, um, you know, he was able to bring his brothers on his trip with him. And That's cool. Um, just, you know, th- this is a, a guy who, uh, when, once we start talking about BYU and, and everything about it, he fit perfectly. And, and there was really no um, no waiting. He he said this is where he wanted to be and wanted to show his brothers what it could, what BYU could be about. And I think, you know, looking, looking forward to the future for him, I think um, – yeah, this will be a good change for him and his whole family. And so I, I think this is a Cougar Nation to embrace this kid. And if you haven't read the story, go read it because he's really transparent about it. He just wants to, um, you know, wants to just have others see that that you can do well if you just have your dreams and live live by it. And and I'm glad that Fessy and all the other coaches have helped bring him in and and make him feel comfortable. And I think he's going to do a great job for us. You mentioned uh, running back is one of the areas of focus for this year's class. I want to ask you about two running back uh, r- running backs, Bruce Garrett out of Texarkana, Texas, and then uh, Nuka Luve, or Luve, I guess is, is what people call him, Nuka Luve, uh, hello, uh, out of Tuella. What can you tell us about both those players? Yeah, um, both dynamic players, and, and obviously Bruce comes from uh, Texas where football is basically king out there, and he, and he has some great stats and played for a successful program and Still great playing, coaches. Apparently. Yeah, and, and – uh, tons of speed um, and and can move and he's got great stats as well, uh, and, and a big thick kid. You know when when you're looking at how how his body's built, uh, not not all that that tall, but he's he can move and he's actually put together better than a lot of people would assume when they see when they see him on film. And then uh, Luva is just a a big back that that we need and and he's got tons. I mean these both these guys are highly recruited and they actually re- committed to us pretty early in the recruiting game. And they stuck with it, and and uh, you know a lot of late pushes from a lot of different schools, and these guys have been committed from the beginning and stuck with it and signed with us, and I think they already have something in mind, and that's to get on the field and, and help BYU win games, and uh, just thankful that they, that, you know, when they first got here on their visits, I remember seeing them and seeing how big the old line was, and then looking at the future of these old linemen and the guys that we have committed to us, and they're on missions right now, and I think they feel really comfortable being pr- protected and <laughs> and have, having people open some holes for them. And a reminder, this is just part of the early signing class. There will be a few others that trickle in. Uh, when those are official, we'll get those out there. Plus February, so there's a lot of work to be done. But rounding out these signees today so far, Josh Wilson, the younger brother of Zach, a tremendous linebacker out of Draper. Yeah, and, and I think he's a, he, he's a king of pick sixes, you know, so he finds a way. That, that shows the instincts that he has. And On his brother in practice in the future? Is that what oh, I'm pretty too? sure he'll get some of those. <laughs> that, that'll be fun. They, they've already been talking back and forth, talking a little trash to each other. But I think, I think Josh has a – and you look at the amount of tackles that he has, he's a big playmaker. Um, played for his uh, – you know, led his team to a state championship, I think, two years in a row now. And, 
and uh, looking forward to having him here. You know, he he actually wears the same number as Kavika, but plays are very similar to him. You know, and and um, uh, he has the ability to make tons of big plays for us, and and he'll be, you know, he'll be here with us as a, as a freshman in the fall, and and competing for for playing time, competing for a spot, and I think uh, he's a, he's game ready, and obviously that family knows how to produce some game-ready players that can possibly play as a freshman. Well, and it's not just getting guys today that are playing in high school or just wrapped up high school. You've got a lot of mid-year additions coming in. What can you tell us about those players? Yeah, we have a lot of missionaries that, uh, you know, we had when looking at at the projection of our recruiting, we're limited in the NCAA allowing us to announce with a signing limit, you know what I mean? And so, but... We, we looked at some of the guys that we've been able to recruit and, and the ability to gray shirt them and have them sit out in the fall because they get home late from their missions, whether it's July or August, and allow them to sit out and, and get some workout time and some time to adjust to, to being home. And um, starting in January, we have a good number of them. I mean, Tyler Batty is a big-time player that, that is going to be joining the mix as a DN from Payson. And uh, Caleb Christensen is a guy that we gray-shirted from Skyview. is going to help us out as a DB. Um, Mason Fakahua is a guy that's returning from his mission. He's an athlete out of Cedar City. Um, Bentley Hanshaw returns from his mission and, and will begin with us in January as, as a tight end, big-body tight end. Uh, Preston Lewis is a linebacker from Lone Peak that will be joining us as well. Ryan Rico. Who's a, a punter at six five, but also um, has a he's very athletic. He can play basketball, a lot of different things. I don't think Mark Pope's going to want him. But you're not <laughs> offering him, are you? No, I mean like, maybe he needs to improve his jumper or whatever to be on that team the way they're shooting and playing. But um, uh, he's also a guy that can play a, a, a DN tight end and also punt for us. And then Andrew Slack's a, a lineman, D lineman out of Springville that helped his team win state championship in high school in basketball and. And Seth Willis is another one that we're, uh, you know, adding from Connecticut, a big six-six body alignment that that uh, has taken the advantage, the time to get in better shape and be be ready to go in January. Well, Kalani, great stuff. We appreciate the time, and uh, we'll see you in Hawaii. Let's go, go Cougs. Okay, thanks. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation after this. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Our question of the day, what's the immediate need for BYU to address in this year's recruiting class? The elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, goes to at Stone on Twitter. Running back is the first that comes to mind. Always need talent at that position. They're always losing some good players in the secondary. That will need to be replaced. BYU has signed two running backs and two cornerbacks yep. so far. And again, a few more signees coming in. And then, of course, February will complete the class. Yeah, time for our rise and shout-outs. We think we know how much time and effort goes into this recruiting for all the coaches. I don't think we have so a clue. But I'm, my rise and shout-out goes to all the coaches who put in countless hours to get these recruiting classes taken care of. Mine goes to the signees. Congratulations. Welcome to BYU. This will be a decision that affects the rest of your life in a great way. Yeah, thanks to today's guest. Kalani Satake, Fessy Satake, and Gennaro Guilford. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Sorry to Dennis Pitt in no time. For Jason, I'm Jim. Shout out to Ryan Freeman. Stay tuned for a rebroadcast of BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. Go Cougs!